0: Welcome back to the In The Dugout Podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside a full crew tonight, Joey Nagel, Alex Jefferson, and Garrett Jacobs-Meyer. How we doing? What up? What's up? What up? (laughs) Hey,
1: hey, 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 hey. what up, everyone? How ares, everyone? How
0: ares, everyone, man?
1: (laughs) You know, you'd think after almost 100 episodes we'd
0: be good at the intro by now, but we're still not really that good at it. I'm freaking amazing at the intro. You
1: speak for yourself. Okay.
0: This is episode 99. Our next one will be 100, so that's pretty big right there. Um, And we have some good news to start off this episode. Good for me, at least. Matt Barnes, see you later, kid. He is DFA'd on his way out the door, finally. I've been dreaming of this moment, and it has come true. Like I said on Instagram, I would tag him, but he blocked me. So, (laughs) bye-bye. Kind of sad to see Maddie backpacks go. No, no. A little bit. You don't, you don't know how good it is until it's over. It wasn't good. I so fondly remember all these different moments where we'd be leading and then I'd get an alert on my phone, um, blah, 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 hits a three-run homer off Matt Barnes, and other team takes the lead. Or I'd get a tweet that's like, oh, Matt Barnes blew it again. It was just time after time after time, Matt Barnes blowing leads, blowing games, and I was sick of it. But he was an all-star. Yeah, he was good. And then he just fell off the tracks after the all-star break. Like, he just got his money and was like, see you later. Y'all good luck. He was left off the playoff roster the same year he was an all-star. That is really impressive. Soak that in for a second. And, And let's not forget, let's keep this in mind. Buddy's a Yankees fan. Don't forget that. Okay, peace out, loser. Yeah, but like it could have been Brazier, and I would have so much rather it have been Brazier. So that's another day and another another transaction and another day that Ryan Brazier gets to see. It absolutely baffles me. Um, when our kids are watching the Red Sox, Ryan Brazier's still gonna be there pitching when he's like 48 years old, somehow just still there. Stats had a really great tweet after Haim was like, Oh, um, yeah, what did Heim say about he, him? He says when you project it out with Brazier, it's really encouraging. What projections are you looking at? Uh, if you go stats, on MLB The Show and turn his stats up to 99 and project those out? Because the Ryan Brazier said, I know is not projecting me. Sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> that said, he's 35. 155 innings pitched of a 4.83 ERA since 2018. In seven of his last 16 months, he's haven't had an ERA over seven. That's what gets you right there. Seven of those months, ERA over seven. That's abysmal. I I sent out a positive tweet in response to this. Uh, You said his ERA was seven over the past seven months. I said that I'd remember the projections quote when he has a 635 ERA in May. It would be better. uh, I I, I have high expectations for him, clearly. Well, at least we have – at least Ryan Brazier is young, right? He's – he, he's that's young. Right. compare him to if you throw him in like a senior home on the he's... grand scale of life he's a spring chicken yeah you know at the at the aarp festival he's
1: the youngest <laughs> guy in the room <laughs> he's the <laughs> so what does that mean what a spring chicken what does that mean can you define see i was the one who's supposed to be confusing y'all with the terms what the frick i don't that know mean? i think that's a oh. thing isn't it is doesn't it like
0: earth, like don't don't, like, eggs hatch in the spring? And so if you're a spring chicken, it means you just hatched? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I made um, that up, but it sounded good. <laughs> you made that up? up? I'm impressed. Did you guys <laughs> yeah. see that uh, the Rays ext- extended Jeffrey Springs? <laughs> Dude, he's a stud with the Rays. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like, we, oh, can, it, can we play Guess for the Contract? Ronaldo Hernandez and Nick Oh, uh, Let's play Guess the Contract extension. I'll go first. So it's three years, $13 and (laughs) 64 (laughs) cents. All right, Jason, what's your guess? Oh man, with the raise, I'm going to go, I'm going to go two years, um, seven bucks on Venmo and a subway footlong.
1: (laughs) Footlongs are expensive now.
0: That's true. Yeah, they are.
1: Um, I'm not going to lie. I had my head in the absolute gutter and I can't let up why. So um, don't worry. It'll come. I was thinking about sausages at Fenway Park, low key. I have um, Fenway Park Stadium sausage costs up on my computer right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Rays <laughs> well, He's crunching
0: numbers him, over there. <laughs> the, Rays, the, Rays, the, Rays, the Rays extended him for four years for 31 million, which I think is a little bit much, but. Still. Wait, wow that that's, that's actually kind of a lot. lot coming from. Is the that the raid. biggest deal in Tampa Bay history? <laughs> it very well might possibly be. No, the biggest one was Zach Eflin. Mm, that's right. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, give, give me Matt yeah. Moore. Uh, yes. So yeah, Matt Barnes is gone. Ryan Brazier lives on forever and always somehow. But we did get. We have a lot of good news. At well, okay, we have some good news and bad news. Do we want good news or bad news? What do we want first? Let's start with the good Good news. news. The good news. All right. The Red Sox signed a guy and traded for a guy. We got an outfielder, Adam Duvall, a free agent signing, likely to play center field. Um, He is a a right-handed pull power bat that'll play well at Fenway Park. He loves getting the ball up in the air. And he is a a pretty good defender, too. I think he'll hold his own at center field. He won't be as good as, like, Mookie or Kike or whoever, but he'll be much better than Duran easily. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it's a good signing. It gives this line, that's very like contact heavy lineup, some pop that it definitely needs. I think I think he'll really benefit from the monster as well. I see a lot of doubles in his future. Everyone's been showing his baseball savant spray chart on Twitter. I mean, it's it's a, it's a sight for sore eyes. Good to see yeah. finally someone in the lineup who's capable of hitting more than twenty home runs. Um, yeah, this is a guy who hit over thirty homers three different seasons in his career. Uh, most recently, twenty twenty one, he hit thirty eight homers with hundred thirteen RBIs. Uh, he did have a two twenty eight batting average there, so he's comparable to Hunter Renfro in my mind. Uh, he is a power bat. He's not average get on base a whole lot, but he's going to hit some some monster blasts and drive runs in. Which, like Alex said, in, in a lineup that is very contact on base. Um, centered right now, that's a good guy to have. Yeah, I mean, if you – yeah, I'm looking at his spray chart right now, Joey, and you're right. Like, a lot of his doubles that he hit last year would have gone for home runs. Um, At Fenway, I would think a couple of his singles would might even go for doubles because they're, like, shooting the the right center field gap pretty well. So – yeah, also a great clubhouse guy. This guy's going to be a fan favorite pretty quick. Um, I saw all over Twitter when he left, a lot of Braves fans were really upset. So that's a that's something Hunter Renfro didn't really bring to the table. Uh, <laughs> they're the same player, but it seems that Duvall is pretty, a pretty likable guy. I mean, the Sox are sneaky building a very likable team right now. My dad loved Hunter Renfro, so speak for yourself there. Well, Hunter, yeah, but Hunter Renfro didn't exactly love the fans. Do you remember he packed I, his bags before the season ended? I have no idea what his voice sounds like. I don't think I ever heard him talk. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. His baseball savant compares him to like 2018 Yoenis Cespedes, which like... Red Sox legend. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Never forget. I don't know. I feel like he'll be good. Yeah. My and then, only thing with Duval is that we gotta be careful playing in center field. I don't think he's capable of playing there every day because <laughs> he said it before, uh, he hits better when he doesn't play in center field. So I think he should play right field, and I think they should either move Verdugo to center field or move Kike back into center field with seeing as we've got our shortstop now. Yeah, yeah so, so kind of. Uh try to get into that. At some point, too, the Red Sox have a lot of options right now because I still yeah. think he's going to see a lot of time in center field. Duvall, I think right. the opposite. I think he's going to see a lot of time in short.
1: I think so, too, I Jason. I, I don't know if, if they're going to really bank on Mr. Injury, you know. Cora
0: likes Kike at short. He at Winter Weekend was talking about how and Kike was talking about it, too, how this is his dream. Like he he's always wanted to be a, a short everyday shortstop like this. So, yeah. But Cora has also said he also said, First, uh, said a lot of during things. the town hall, he said that um, Kike is not going to play there every day. He's he said he has to protect him. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially because Kike is going to be playing center field in the World Baseball Classic. Which takes up the majority of spring training. So I feel like mm-hmm. on opening day, especially because Mondesi may not be ready. Um, I think I just contradicted myself. It's okay. Anyway, on opening day, I think Kike's gonna be in center field, Duvall and right, and that leaves Verdugo up in the air. And we can get into that later. That's uh it's an in, they're in an interesting spot with him because he's due for a bounce back year, but Mm-hmm. You know, do you trade him all his value is possibly as high as it's going to be until he's yes. a free agent.
1: <laughs> yes, <But> you do. <laughs> before before yeah. we get
0: into the Verdugo stuff, we should try. We should talk about Mondesi. Yeah. So the Red Sox made a trade. You could say they got their shortstop, or you could say they got a depth piece. We'll we'll analyze that. But they acquired shortstop Alderberto Mondesi from the Kansas City Royals, son of Raul Mondesi, uh, and we traded josh taylor for him uh we actually get a player to be named later back in the deal as well so overall it's a pretty good trade considering josh taylor is irrelevant to us pretty much didn't pitch at all last year uh has some anger issues on the mound (laughs) as we've seen (laughs) and uh yeah so he's off to Kansas city i said in the group chat room the trade happened josh taylor looks like a royals player so he is right where he belongs and so let's talk about Mondesi. he is a 27 year old shortstop um, he's not a great hitter, but he has crazy good speed and elite defense So and two years of control. So, yeah, he's, he's not going to go up there. He's not going to hit homers. He's not going to be one of the best hitters out there. But he his speed makes up for it in, in many ways, and his defense is, is key, too. I think the Red Sox really have a focus on defense and building a good defensive team, um, and he will certainly help that. I think so. We talked about some of the other options. Elvis Andrews was one. Jose Iglesias was another. I think out of those options, Montes is probably the best. Well, he's the youngest, isn't he? Yes, Yes. definitely the youngest. Um, So there is more potential for him to to break out. Um, Some people have even been saying there there's a chance that he really puts things together with the Red Sox, considering. So his problem is he can't stay healthy. He has not really played. a lot at all recently. He like I mean, didn't last play season. At all last he played year. maybe fourteen games, fifteen, somewhere around there. I
1: think it was fourteen, yeah,
0: yeah. Before tearing his ACL, which is still an issue, Heim Bloom said he may not be ready for opening day. So injury is a problem with Mondesi. Health and staying out in the field is a problem. But as mentioned, you're not giving up much for
1: him, so it's low risk, high reward in my mind. The Red Sox got the perfect medical staff who are known for, <laughs> known for healthy, properly quickly, diagnosing and injuries. really managing guys well.
0: We um, didn't even mention Trevor Story is going to miss a significant portion of time. Let's get that out of the way real quick because um, we didn't get to talk about that. So the report came out that Trevor Story had surgery on his right elbow and is expected to miss some time. The surgery he's getting is called internal brace surgery. Like Tommy John? It's a it's quicker like Tommy alternative John. to Tommy John
1: i don't mind it get the get the um rehab started don't play a chris sale where you try and play through it you try and see if it's all right um we need the, we have this guy for years and years um with that deal i i have no problem with him doing that surgery now I,
0: garrett i agree with you but my one point of contention on that is why wait until now to have the surgery like why late this why wait this long into the
1: offseason like why not have it as soon as the season ended
0: yeah, I guess I
1: just I, I, you would hope that they they have just been feeling out the entire time, and when the season ended, uh, you know you want to wait to see how healthy it gets, and then all of a sudden you know you got to wait a couple months, and man, I'm I'm actually screwed. Get it get it over with.
0: We knew that there was something going on there. I don't think the Red Sox thought it would be this bad, and that they would need to do something. I think their, said, their, their medical staff isn't phenomenal, so they kind of just missed this, I guess, or maybe it got worse. I don't know, but whatever happened. We knew that there's a reason why he's playing second base. Obviously, it was because Xander Bogarts was at shortstop. But it was also because his arm couldn't really make the throw from shortstop because of this issue. That was a well-known fact. So somewhere, somehow, the Red Sox had some kind of idea that there was an issue with his arm, and and nothing really happened with it until now. He gets the surgery.
1: When when did the Sox know about that injury? Was it prior to the trade? I know it was early, but... um... I personally, I think we knew before we
0: signed him, and I think that's why a lot of teams They're were actually, yeah, on yeah. signing him last free agency. It was just because, like, one, you know, it's the Colorado theory of, like, elevation or whatever, but also, like, the question of his health with his arm. Yeah. Yeah, so that started wondering...
1: acting up his last year with the Rockies.
0: Yeah, That's
1: when we saw, a tr- like, a significant dip in his arm strength. So they saw him as a second baseman the whole time.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It's honestly good that they're doing the surgery now because if they had actually gone out and played him at shortstop, his arm would have exploded. That's true. Yeah. like, if he he started the season as a shortstop, we're probably looking at full-blown Tommy John, and he's not back until the middle of next year. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah.
0: I'm not too mad about it because, like, as Garrett said, it's a long contract. You gotta, and this is a bridge year anyway. For sure. Yeah. Um, We've he's, also got very adamant during winter weekend that he is going to play this year. So hopefully that is true. But also, there's no reason for him to rush back
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because they have to prioritize the long term health over this year, which isn't necessarily shaping up to be a year where you go all in. but um, well, um, we also like. I mean, we have a lot of like benched and depth pieces in the infield you know we've got second baseman jaron duran uh arroyo Monde- M- Mondeci, mondesi um, mondesi
1: mondesi i was doing that wrong the whole time
0: kike like the socks are also pretty high on david hamilton who's a shortstop and Manuel valdez who's a second baseman they're both at AAA. they're probably going to see the big leagues this year at some point and, I mean, Nick York is not that far off either, so. We got to trade him. You what did you mean so? by second baseman Jaron Duran? Oh, He's listed at second base. Yeah, he is. I was what? literally just on Twitter, and there's so a. Um, what? I saw a tweet that said, like, on the roster, it was like Red Sox activate second baseman Jaron Duran. Here, I'll, I'll send it in the group chat. Yeah, well, he's always he been listed as a play. second baseman <laughs> on the MLB app because i think That's he was tough, drafted bro. as one but he hasn't he's been he played like exclusively outfield for the past two years or whatever it's been it's like, unfortunate yeah. though he'd probably
1: get a lot more easy pop flies at second base meaning a lot i don't more... know
0: those infield <laughs> pop-ups are low-key tough
1: what well we has it has to be a,
0: it it would have to be when the sun is setting so that the sun couldn't be in his eyes but the lights also wouldn't be
1: in his eyes
0: dude there's no fans near second base that he can try to fight. I think it's a great idea. It needs to be like MLB the show when there's a pop up. There needs to be a big ball that pops up yeah. in the field so but he can, can like see on the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's but a yeah,
1: good idea. Second base Durant and Duran.
0: Interesting. Yeah, look at that. That is interesting. Can we talk about Mondesi again? Because yeah, back ex- to, to Mondesi. I know we got story about about Back to Mondesi. I have some stats. Break them out. So in 161 games from 2019 to 2020, he hit 260, that's whatever. But he had 31 doubles, 13 triples, 15 home runs, 84 RBI, and 67 stolen bases. The stolen bases is what gets you. That jumps off the page. Yeah, Mondesi is a freak athlete who tends to kind of swing with his eyes closed. He strikes out a ton. There's a lot of swing and miss there. But he does have sneaky pop. And, hey the, the triples plays really well with the triangle too yeah um I, something I, been... especially with the new rules this year like if modesty mm-hmm. comes back and he's and he's healthy this is a guy who could hypothetically steal you 50 bags this year
1: yeah that's the not the picture the mlbc uh, is a little bit tough to project this year with that um those shift rules it's like actually gonna change a lot i think um, these these guys who sort of like developed their game because they were just hitting straight into the shift. So they decided to go all out and hit dingers. They seem to me to be a little bit less valuable. The Red Sox seem to be a little bit primed to uh, probably benefit from that quite a bit. Yeah, that is a good point. Option. I They're think Duval is going to be a the...
0: huge guy that benefits from the shift band, um, just like looking at his spray chart. But also Verdugo, too, probably, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, another thing it? is, this lineup has no no power. I kind of came up with a solution. It strays from the whole get on base. Steroids?
1: And,
0: well, I mean... Could be done. It's only cheating if you get caught.
1: That's right. For, Facts.
0: But second, I mean, why don't the Sox look at a guy like Framil Reyes, who's still a free agent, and would likely take a minor league deal, or a deal that's non-guaranteed with an invite to spring training? This is a guy who can hit thirty-five, almost forty home runs. Uh, the only thing is he doesn't get on base; he strikes out a lot. But the rest of the lineup is full of on-base machines. So if you stick him in the middle of that lineup, there's your there's the solution to your power outage, and it keeps you under the luxury tax. There's no risk attached. I feel like if the Sox sign Franmil, things could be very interesting. That's a good option. I was actually I was trying to remember his name when we were talking about the power thing a few days ago that's a good option um you mentioned it would keep us under the luxury tax i believe we have about nine million to spend which is i think plenty for well definitely a guy like that but any kind of minor league deal or small major league deal for and, a guy uh, that, that uh, could pop out with some power we needed a, another lefty arm for the bullpen too now that taylor's out but i'd still like another starting pitcher too um sure. even if it's just i think a depth that's guy. the biggest need at this point the socks i think are done position players wise there's a mm-hmm. chance that they sign Iglesias that would I break don't think the bank. So. that just adds depth. I hope they don't. I'd like to see Arroyo get a lot more playing time. Yeah. Um. But at this point, like the only thing the Sox have left to do is maybe get a lefty for the bullpen. And hopefully if they can trade for a good starting pitcher, like front of the rotation, starting pitcher, I would actually be very excited about this team because if you break it down and look at it, so who's in our rotation right now, the, the thing that Stats tweeted out the other day was you're looking at Sale, Kluber, Paxton, Whitlock, Bayo, in theory, with Pavetta in the bullpen. Maybe he starts if we do a six man rotation, whatever. So, thinking about that, Chris Sale, when he's healthy and on, is one of the best pitchers in the sport of baseball. Obviously, you can't bank on that. You have no there's clue. There's more hope there than there's been recently, so. Is going to be, you have no idea, like, whatever. But there is a lot of optimism around it, yeah. So, that could be good. Corey Kluber also was one of the best pitchers in the game for a while. Like he, no one could hit him for the longest time. And he's been kind of up and down lately, but you do have uh, Heim bloom who was with Tampa and they have that, that Tampa magic with making pitchers be good. So maybe that'll come out. Maybe he'll have some resurgence at Fenway. Um, I could be totally making this up, but I want to say his wife or some family is from Massachusetts. She is. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So maybe that will be something good for him. James Paxton, uh, again, was one of the best pitchers in the game for a much shorter span of time. I have a James Paxton theory. I think what they they're going to do with him because he's he's injury prone, like to the highest extent. Um, like even even more, worse than Sale because he actually gets injured playing baseball. But I have a feeling that with Paxton this year, if they actually hold on to Houck, I could see them doing the same thing they did with rich hill where they piggyback um paxton with Hauk. that Mm -hmm. kind of makes sense to me because once again you're using kind of two pitchers as one starter and james paxton is obviously going to have to be heavily managed innings wise this year um i think we're definitely going to see Hauk as as a piggyback again to starting pitchers once or twice a week um yeah, you're still lacking just a front-end guy. Someone you, who goes out every fifth day and you know that you're going to have a good chance of winning. They don't really have that right now because Chris Sale and Corey Kluber could still, in theory, be those guys. But they haven't – I mean, Corey Kluber, Sneaky, had a really good season last year. He's better than Evaldi. Uh, But Sale, obviously, you know what you're going to get there. I just hope that the Sox don't put too much pressure on Brian Bayo because he's so young. They can't really have him be the ace quite yet, even though he has the potential to be. And the same with Whitlock, they gotta really manage his health too, because they they worked him into the ground last year, and he pitched the final two months of the, or few months of the season just on one leg. So how about they don't do that again and ruin his career? I'm still a, a fan of him in the bullpen, but if they're gonna try with him as a starter, this is the year. So like, please don't screw it up keep your young guys healthy and keep your vets healthy too. The biggest thing with the rotation is like, there's a lot of guys really. We have six starters on the roster and five of them are in, have injury concerns or innings limits going into the year. Nick Pavetta is the only guy that you can let run free. And is that the best thing in the world? I don't know. He's like Rick Porcello in, in like 2017. So take that as you will. It's going to be an interesting way to see how they navigate this rotation if they don't go out and get another guy, which they still should. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And didn't Garrett Whitlock get hip surgery to fix that problem? Didn't that happen this offseason? Yeah. So hopefully he can be healthy. And as we know, a healthy Garrett Whitlock is a dangerous Garrett Whitlock. Hopefully he can um, translate the success he had in the bullpen to the rotation. If that happens, that would be awesome. Um, And so when you look at this rotation, like you said, all five of the guys in the rotation right now, excluding Nick Pavetta, are their question marks with injury problems, and you don't know what you're going to get from any of them fully, but the potential that all of them have, all of their ceilings are all super high. So our rotation isn't as bad, I think, as people are kind of making it out to be. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's not 2018, like, oh my God, we're going to be insane. No one's going to hit us, but it's not scary. Like it's a little scary if all these guys get injured because we don't have any death this, this is the first time since like 2018 I haven't been like genuinely concerned to watch the Red Sox not be hitting the thing I'm the the happiest about is the bullpen I think the bullpen we made a lot of great additions to really really strengthen one of our weakest spots having Kenley Jansen in the closing role is so huge for us we have a set closer everyone on that team everyone in this fan base knows exactly who's coming in the ninth inning with the lead and then you have some good supporting guys around him John Schreiber as long as he's not what he was at the end of last season as long as he as long as he is the guy we think he is can be very solid and then you have Chris Martin who his most of his career recently he's been a stud who does not walk anyone you have uh Jolice Rodriguez who who is good against lefties? Um, you have that Wyatt Mills guy that we got randomly. He could be good. Who knows? You have some. You have some guys out there that can really strengthen that bullpen and and produce for us in the stretch. So, I think this team is coming together. It's not coming together to be a World Series contender. This is still a bridge year, any way you look at it. But I think we have some some promising guys. And enough pieces to have some shot, at least, at a wild card spot, or at the very least, just a, a not uh, just totally terrible team that's depressing to watch. Yeah, I mean, you look at last year. Last year sucked, mm-hmm. but we weren't. We finished in last, but we weren't a last place team. What did we finish? Seventy-eight and eighty-four. So that's you know, if they had won three more games, they would have been a five hundred team and last year the bullpen was absolutely abysmal you look at it this year the bullpen alone is what can get this team to 500 and above because if this rotation can give you innings that's all you need because once you get to that bullpen it's so deep especially with guys like hauk and mata coming up um like this bullpen has potential to be a top 10 if not top 5 in the league if everyone stays healthy and then the lineup, yeah, you lose Xander, but maybe as a whole you gained because of guys like Justin Turner, who is at this point maybe better than JD. You have guys like Yoshida who has potential to be an on-base machine. Cossis finally getting an everyday shot. It'll be interesting. I think this team has potential to surprise a lot of people. Everyone just writes them off as a last-place team again. I still think they're better than the Orioles. And I still think that they're going to finish with 83, 84 wins.
1: Um, There's something to be excited about, boy. Something to be excited about, especially when you have a year that's a bridge year. you got to attract talent. Be nice. Sunshine rainbows. The grass is greener <laughs> near the green monster when you have a team. Even if you don't have this star power, you got Devers. You th- You can do it. Just I on. mean,
0: they've done great at recruiting lately. Kike Hernandez has
1: been huge on that I mean, train. Just, I think he got I think they... he
0: got Kenley here. He got Chris or uh, Justin Turner here, and Adam Duvall just said that Kike was a huge part in getting him there. So the Red Sox Quique's are starting to get back to being a team that, that players want to be on. You know, it's pretty crazy. So obviously Xander was the captain, and we were left questioning like who was going to step up and be the leader of this team. Kike has done that and even more like yeah, this incredible. guy is someone I want here for the rest of his career in any capacity, because number one, people sleep on how good of a player he actually is. Last year he was banged up and in and out of the lineup. This is a guy who, when he plays every day is, is a very sneaky, good player. Like he's a, an above average MLB baseball player, even at shortstop, he's in the top half of MLB shortstops. Yeah. Um, cool. And, and and he's I'm, stepped up as the captain like that's so important it speaks volumes they did a complete overhaul of the leadership in the clubhouse and i actually like where it's going at this point yeah he he tweeted something the other day that was just like i like my ba- i like where my team is at that's all and i was like that's so refreshing because like obviously bogarts is a great leader and but he was like the strong silent type it's very nice to have someone who's like Vocally supporting, like the fact that, like, and projecting the fact that he thinks the team will be good. Yeah, he has a presence. He he's out there, kind of putting his he's name on things, guy. putting the Red Sox name on things, and just yeah, being positive about his his team, his teammates. He's defending I mean, his teammates you too. TK, you feel pretty good. Like he's a high energy guy. He's fun, and I think it's pretty easy for the guys in the clubhouse to get fired up around him. Like, absolutely. And that's huge. Chemistry is so, so huge. You can't put that on a stat sheet, but chemistry is what gets you uh, deep into the playoffs and gets you World (laughs) Series victories. Um, I I especially like this. Bob Nightingale tweeted that Story was quite aware of the fact that he would need elbow surgery, said one of his Boston Red Sox teammates. And then Kike retweeted it and said, full of bleep with the poop emoji. Uh, That's exactly what I was talking about. They all are, dude.
1: They have to. They have to be wrong, and they have to rile people up, or they're not going to get paid. That's how the industry works. It's nice to see a guy come out and like slap them in the face. It's straight up just the way it goes. And those guys will probably tell you, like, if they're going to be straight up honest, they're going to be like, I don't care if it's true or not. My salary depends on making people angry or really happy. And uh, you know, exactly. That's exactly right.
0: All right. Do we want to get to the uh, the questions here?
1: Oh yeah, we can do the questions. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I uh, we do after the great. questions at some point. We do have a, a surprise new segment for y'all, so stay tuned for that. See, Kike yeah. posted a video compilation of all his highlights at shortstop. Yeah, I, I just I that. just saw all that. that. So again, I, I think Kike is going to be the the primary shortstop. Uh, Mondesi can play second base too, so he could be there. I also saw a three minute long video of Mondesi shining at. Like being a spectacular defender, he is quite yes. good. Yes, he's a freak athlete. Love he just it. Can't exactly make contact all the time.
1: All right, Garrett, go ahead. It's question time. I'm the question master. The very first question from the question master. Question? Question. Sorry, <laughs> Trevor <laughs> Bauer.
0: That's the question. Just
1: no. <laughs> now nah, I'm good. Um nah, is he even, he, is he even good anymore? I mean, he blatantly cheated the entire time. He made a career around cheating the entire time. He came out and then like he got suspended for that whole thing to happen.
0: I genuinely so, believe there's no way that he can be good. He's been out of the game for a little bit now.
1: He definitely used sticky substances. Well, he did it. He like advertised it and then his entire suspension went over the time where pitchers got to figure out how to fix that and he just missed it all.
0: He's going to come back on some minor league deal with some random team and he's going to probably pitch like a a five ERA in the minors and just his career's over. He's going to start making content full
1: time. Yeah. The podcast is definitely going to be his, the way he's going to go. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. Or maybe he's going to boycott
0: the MLB completely and just do content. He'll probably go to
1: Romania and go Bugatti. Yeah. (laughs) A Bugatti. (laughs) What color is your Bugatti? (laughs) Um, what are your expectations for Yoshida? Yeah, we haven't spoken about him. Um, and what does he need to do to be worth it?
0: Man, Yoshida is a giant question mark, I think. Like, you obviously know what he did in Japan, but you never know how that translate, translates to the U.S. Um, I have been on record saying he's the next Ichiro. I think that he could be an insane hitter and one of the best hitters in the major leagues. But I could be very wrong, and he could drop every fly ball that's hit to him in left field and hit, like, 240. So I don't, I don't know. Well the biggest biggest thing is that he has tools that do translate from one league to the other like he has a good eye he knows the strike zone yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the the most important thing is if he'll be able to handle major league velocity because like Japan pro ball is really like it's it's better than AAA is but it's not mm-hmm. quite as good as MLB and the biggest reason why it's not as good as MLB is because the velocity just isn't as good if he can hit, 100 miles an hour 99 like he'll be just fine he he will be a quality player um there's a lot of pressure on him we don't talk about that enough like (laughs) this guy's coming in never played in the majors before and he's just thrust into the leadoff spot and everyone's like expecting him to get on base 40 percent of the time opening day he's the first guy up so that's a lot of pressure, especially in Boston. He's going to have a bad weekend. You're going to hear the Boston guys be like, yo, who's Mass the-? Attacker? What is Mass Attacker doing? <laughs> I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be good. I think yeah, I like him fine. too. Seems like a good guy, too. Oh, I like him a lot. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, excited for very him. Like- this team is very likable. Last year, absolutely. Was not- and then this- Matt Barnes is gone, too. It's wonderful. Hey, we're we're one Ryan Brazier DFA away from this being, like, the most likable team in baseball. We already yeah. DFA'd him. Do you remember when we DFA'd him last season? I thought it was incredible, yeah. and then he worked his way back like a cockroach that you just can't kill. Yeah, he's inevitable, dude. He's he's Thanos'
1: fat brother. <laughs> yep. Who do you think the person Heim said they almost have a trade? Oh, yeah, almost have a trade in place for it is. Going out on a limb, it's Alberto Mondesi.
0: Yeah. So probably, Heimblum said that, I think, at, what, Winter Weekend? He said they have a trade. It's weird that he said that to me, but whatever. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm he's, assuming it was Mondesi.
1: He's trying to make people happy, right? I mean, it makes well, sense. Yeah, because
0: we, we haven't even touched on it yet. We'll get to it after the questions, but they faced a lot of heat at Winter Weekend, so he's probably just trying to say something to get them off his back.
1: Yeah, that was my that was my thought when I thought about it a little bit. All right. Um. Overall grade of the offseason.
0: C plus I was gonna C say C
1: oh, probably better than that standard
0: Bogarts was your top priority and you whiffed but like you did lock up Devers after being bullied into it by the fans you got Yoshida you might have given up a little too much money for him but you got like, you, you got, got good, bullpen. good bullpen there's some outfield depth now. Duval, yeah, you saw you extended some guys. You can um,
1: see the vision. Like this is going to be a better team than last year. It seems tough to grade them without knowing how Yoshida will do, um, and knowing yeah. that an injury.
0: Under the luxury tax, though, like just like <laughs> they like it, so I think you know if you're going under the luxury tax, this is a pretty good team on the field.
1: Yeah. Um, do you think the booing at Winter Weekend was warranted, and was it too much? Um, are we still going to save that or? Let's do it now. There's our
0: segue into it. Yeah, it's in. Um, so, if you missed it, the Red Sox had Winter Weekend, which is their fan fest thing, uh, last weekend. And they had the whole panel of John Henry, Heim Bloom, Alex Cora, Sam Kennedy up there. And John Henry was asked a question, and he was given some rambling on answer. And he was like, Well, it's expensive to have baseball players. And the whole crowd booed him, which was incredible. I loved it. Um, is it warranted or is it not all the booing that Heim Bloom got booed to um so was it warranted booing John Henry and Heim Bloom I think so and let me let me reason why I think I mean as a member of Red Sox Nation and as members ourselves it's safe to say that we were v- very unhappy with ownership following what what happened with the uh with the Xander Bogarts deal and him uh, going to San Diego still like not thrilled about it, thinking about it, but there was, and the fact that it was never like spoken about um, the, the kind of halfway that they went at the trade deadline last year where they sold and bought didn't really commit to anything um, frustrated fans. I know it frustrated us. Um, Just like the indecisiveness that the front office has shown and like the lack of interest, especially from John Henry um, in like this team being good has been very frustrating, especially because like, you know, us, especially we've come to expect a good product on the field. I mean, the Red Sox have been good for the majority of our lives. Um, So I think I think it was definitely warranted. I don't think that like I don't think it all falls. I don't think it falls on like any one person in specific. I think that's too general. But I think that um, if anybody should get the brunt of it, it should be John Henry. And then Heim Bloom following right behind. So my view is I don't think it should be that complex. I don't know why people get so butthurt about booing. People act like you boo someone, it's the end of the world. Oh my god, the disrespect. How dare you boo the owner of the Red Sox? Like he hasn't shown his face in public media in years. Yeah, That's so. the face of our franchise. Boo him that simple like i don't think it's that big of a deal really yeah the part that really upset me i don't know did you guys watch the um the town hall on nessen i've been meaning to i recorded it so there i th- so carabas asked um you know to john henry do you still care about this team like obviously you have a much more wide portfolio do you are the red sox still a top priority and John Henry laughed it off, looked at his watch, and then let Sam Kennedy answer the question. That what? really rubbed I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. It, it's
1: pretty...
0: Yeah. Um that really rubbed me the wrong way because it's a question directed at John Henry. And all he has to say is that he, he can lie. All he has to say is that the Red Sox, yeah, of course, they're a top priority. We've won four World Series in the past 18 years. Um, but yeah, he laughed it off. Then he looked at his watch and then he let Sam Kennedy answer the question. That really upset me Um, because it's, you know, he had the perfect opportunity to say he cares about the team, whether he actually means it or not. Uh, it'd be nice to hear him say that he did. And then. Again, like. I think the booing was warranted because it's the only way that the fans can kind of express their their uh displeasure with the way things have gone the past few years but i think it did get a little bit overkill at at times because haim was um you know he was struggling to talk because he just kept getting cut off through booze and honestly i think haim handled it the best out of all of them he handled it like a champ really because he he was very clear in what his vision was for the team now he did have some poor word choice because he talked about extending players and he referred to them as bets. And then he said, we, we decided, we decided to trade this certain player to get under the luxury tax. And by doing that, we made bets. And then he said bets about 12 or 13 times, very poor word choice on his part. Yeah, But, um, read the room. Yeah. i handled it very well. You know, I, 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 I want to like Haim. I really do because I, I get he's, he seems like a good guy. He's made some poor decisions, but I don't think they're all from him. I think John Henry definitely deserved it the most because he's been tone deaf. But um, yeah, I if I was there, I probably would have booed a little bit, but I wouldn't have done it to the extent where like they couldn't talk. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it and sum it up.
1: Yeah, I sort of agree with you, Joey, with that last statement. But honestly, I just don't think it's that deep. These guys, they're exactly. they paid millions of dollars. I honestly like this means something to people and it makes sense. Like it really does. Like it, uh, like we care um, and it means something on a personal level. I just don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's the most offensive thing in the world. I think you got to sometimes face the people that you're, you know, trying to create a product for. You think John Henry
0: was thinking about it on his private jet out of Massachusetts after that that's, happened? That's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. Honestly, like
1: like people people just just put it in perspective. Real people live real lives and this guy has a private jet. I don't know. I tend to fall back on that argument a lot of times, but it's really not that deep. Um and when you when you have very little to worry about in your life, just take the boos and move on. Uh, who cares?
0: Yeah, if Donnie from Fall River wants to boo billionaire john henry <laughs> go right ahead and the next
1: day he's back to electrical work and he's working like 12 hour days like who exactly cares, honestly, who cares exactly uh, but that's, that's just just I, I i have that thought about everything so low key. i think
0: i think it was a very good release for the t- like for the fans i think the fans needed that as like a little bit of like a release in terms of just like it's been yeah. a very like hard couple months to be a red Sox fan Yeah, I think I think relief is a good word. Last point I want to make here is like, again, like us as fans, we don't really have too much input. Like we're going to go to games and we're going to pay money for jerseys and stuff. There's no way for us to really communicate with ownership. The only way that we really can is what happened at the, the town hall. Like, I think it definitely was a relief and it I wasn't even there. And I feel relieved because I feel like Red Sox Nation as a whole got their message across. They got their point to ownership. John Henry heard them. He was in the room and he was booed on a public stage.
1: And there's no room for nuanced conversations when you don't show your face ever. And like, yeah. you know, so that it's was kind the of first winner. That was the first winter
0: weekend since the Mookie bets trade. So I think yeah, that that's funny
1: perspective. Yeah. That's
0: the first winter weekend. Like the last winter weekend was 2020 January. Mookie was traded in February of 2020. So like this was built up. This was built up anger over 3 years. Like this the is the Mookie first time Red Sox COVID? fans have we had talked a chance about that? To, Sorry. Well, that was the first time like this winter weekend was the first time that Red Sox fans had a chance to show John Henry how they feel for trading Mookie bets. Yeah. So like that's a good point. When you look at it know, like that, I think right. it makes perfect sense. Yep. Because this is the first winter weekend without Mookie or Xander. Like and it's all it's all John Henry's fault why they're not here right now. So that says a lot. Yeah, I, I think that that's the simplest answer to give as to why like it made sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Any more right. uh,
1: questions? Yeah, we got one more. Um, will Pejoya ever become a manager or anything like that? For I self?
0: think he has to. I think he's such a good baseball mind with that fiery personality. Cool. He'd be perfect.
1: That'd be cool. I, I don't know if I've said him.
0: it on this. I've said it to friends and stuff, but what I want the Red Sox to do is kind of what the Celtics do with Brad Stevens and make Alex core, the GM and then bring in Dustin majority as like a manager. I think it'd be Veritech.
1: I, I mean, that'd know. be
0: that'd be the easy way to go about it. But like, it's interesting because Pejoria says he wants to be with his family, blah, 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 blah. You know, the we'll classic. get sick of that eventually answered. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I mean, if that happened, I would be so happy. But also, like, managing for a team that you're a legend of is kind of risky because if you don't do well, you know, it leaves a bad yeah. taste in the fan's mouth. True. That's the only – like, how how about – I don't know. It's got to be like – a like, Alex Cora, when he was with the Red Sox, he wasn't, like, a fan favorite or every, anything. He was a solid player. What about Daniel Nava? I like that. Ooh, give me Jason Bay. <laughs> you know who I was thinking about Probably not in the immediate future But a little bit down the line Kevin Ploiecki would be a great manager Yeah I feel like catchers just in general Have a good like track record of being managers Oh yeah. 100% Because they see the game the best from both sides Oh uh, This is really old news But the Red Sox traded our boy Nick Northcutt That was a long time ago Yeah I don't know if we ever addressed that That sucks I didn't want to It's tough yeah. You know who we didn't trade? Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> you know what we need? A is he shortstop. under contract still though. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I mean, he is. I'm pretty hey, sure. I mean, like if you look at it, like hypothetically, if they're looking for a second baseman to to play a you know, come off the bench, fill in here or there, like maybe he finally gets his chance. It would be he's big. He's not on the 40 man, but it would be cool. Man. It'd be nice for him. Like he obviously deserves it. He's what 27, 28 yeah. and he's You know he's had to work his way man he's good i he's a great fielder and he hits for power this is a team that needs power i i hope i don't know i hope he's on their radar that's all i gotta say you know i i hope he plays well in spring training makes a name for himself exactly he played well last spring training actually he led the team in homers up there with i think devers or dahlbeck or something like that yeah i mean what more can he do Mm -hmm. give the kid a day make his dream come true SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make t- buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal, and they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code... Bug D-U-G-O-U-T. GOUT. out. D-U-G. O-U-T dug out i started laughing halfway through that because i remember that that ad read just randomly popped up in my head like in the middle of the night and like woke me up the other night <laughs> it just just hit me it's seeking like it yeah that's like what three in the morning i just pop up does to you yeah you know? we're getting there we're getting up there we're old we're ancient um Pretty crazy but even though we're old It's not too old to uh, bring up new segments and try new things. And we have a brand new segment for you this week. This is, I don't know what's about to happen, (laughs) to be totally honest with you. This is another Garrett exclusive. Uh, This is GJ's top 10 list. And this week it
1: is? It's uh, uh, a... Oh, it's no. kind of baseball slang but low-key it's just phrases that are related to baseball and i'm really really excited um for a little bit of context um i started this by saying a buck 50 when referring to someone's average that's a great that's an honorable mention on my list because the other ones i came up with i like it better but uh that's a good way to refer to uh having a uh, freaking guys only hitting a buck 50 loser stinky head Oh, default dance on your ass um i can't swear right ideally no all right i got it i got it i got it don't even worry so i want to see if you guys like or dislike these phrases you can either you can just give a little feedback and give a boo or a woo i don't really care but i got my (laughs) list right here so don't even don't even sweat um are we ready to hear some favorite baseball slang baseball culture Right. Yeah, let's do I'm, boo or woo. Garrett, like I'm that. so excited. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna give you a rating out of ten on all of these. I hope you know that. Oh, do we want? Let's do that instead. Actually, yeah. Well, I have eleven of, of them. them. I have eleven of them, and they get. This is a top oh, ten list. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> What's your honorable mention? It was a buck. That was by Audible Legend. Okay, great. Saying. Um, my uh, they also have a little bit of a like some of a story. Re- anyway, I'm just gonna <laughs> get to it. Number eleven <laughs> is simply the term pickle. For the sole fact that when I was at a summer camp and I would say they're into a pickle, the kids would just randomly giggle. And that was fantastic. Little children giggling when you say like words that can sort of have innuendo and they don't really understand what it's talking about. Fantastic. Uh, my favorite thing to say in pickball, kickball uh, was that. Um, Yeah, that's number 11. Uh, we're moving on quick to number 10. I have high cheese. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know. Is that what how is that back? so low? That's like top three for me. Yeah, screw off, brother.
0: High, man. Okay, low. but like high cheese, I would say high cheddar,
1: high ch- well, like cheese, ch- high cheese. I like high cheese because it's like, uh, oh, got him with the high cheese. Egg. Hit high cheese at the top of the zone. Um, that's number 10. Um, number nine. Is fungo? So we, you guys know what that is? That bat, like that <laughs> yeah. dudes would use. Fungo bats Boys are have... low key really hard to hit, bro. But you yeah. remember how like coaches, like old ass dudes, would like hit dingers with these things and then just talk trash and they'd always be like, "Oh yeah, kids, you guys think you can hit far?" And they'd pull up the fungo bat and hit like the ball over the fence over and over and over again, and you'd feel bad. Um, it's hard to
0: idea. hit with a fungo bat. But you it remember was because to it like, so one-handed. top heavy.
1: He did it one-handed and just bam.
0: Yeah. It is absurd that fungo is above high cheese.
1: I, I like nah, it. Nah, fungo is a know. fun word. I don't all really right, care right, fine, what you whatever. Think, whatever. To on. be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, number eight is ducks on the pond. Yeah. Right. Fantastic phrase. Um, if anyone doesn't know, referring to players on base. Um, I was also base thinking it could loaded, be like, like a goose on the lake. Um, anything <laughs> like that is kind of like a really nice phrase. Um, the very, very ugly duckling is, is a good story. Um, yeah, and and very ugly duckling, I think, was written in Boston. They have that, they have that statue, yeah. You know? Um, the hey, black, kid, you got ducks on the pond here. Let's go. Shut up. Number seven, <laughs> <laughs> number seven is nice feet hands for this fact that when a third baseman makes an error, just hear me out. Third baseman makes an error. You think you're going to yell out nice hands, feet, right? Because they make an error, but you prank them. You throw a curveball on their ass and you say nice feet, hands, and it gets them <laughs> Wait, every single time. Guy? Absolutely. Everyone in the dugout is shaking, like quaking in their boots when you call out nice feet, hands. It is fantastic.
0: <laughs> I haven't heard that's... that. I heard the opposite. I was going to say that's wrong, but I I like that. Okay. Yeah, fell you fell into the trap. I did. You, <laughs> yeah, tra- yeah. you fooled
1: me. I was bamboozled. <laughs> um number seven is it's only april which is something that i found myself saying a little bit over the past couple of years um even with our success good phrase for a crappy team it's only april we'll be all right um number five is piss missile i'm actually not sure what the definition is i usually no, just i be, i love like, piss missile yeah the heck at it. but i like googled what people refer as i couldn't get a straight answer for me it's just like it's a, it. it's a rocket. It's a rocket, baby. Yeah, that's a good. That's a Steve good. Steve Pierce didn't earn that nickname for nothing. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh oh. <laughs> Number four is that will be eleven dollars and fifty cents, referring <laughs> to the cost of the draft beer. <laughs> 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 Um, that's a good one. I, uh, I had to, all the way up there at number four. Um, number three. See, I don't know if I could say this or not, but it's the alternative name for a chicken and then shot. Um, you know, you know, um, like a, like a, can I say that on the pod, Jason? Go yeah, for you know, it. Like, yeah. Like cock shot. I, I wasn't really sure what that means either, but I Googled it. I think it means belt high fastball dinger, but I don't know. Um, which makes sense, uh, anatomically um anyway (laughs) that's number three um number two is in the hole 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 which was one of my favorite things to say when i was playing baseball referring to when you're on deck but after the, deck, after the guy on deck, and then after the guy on deck, and then after the guy on deck, and then after the guy on deck. That one had the dugout quaking, also. That's a fantastic <laughs> one, and people should use that more. Um, so, like, you're six players from being up. It gets funnier every time. The more people you add, it gets funnier every time. Hey, are you bad players. into this
0: inning? Are you up this inning? Yeah, I'm in the hole, 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 hole. <laughs> and. <laughs> it means you're going to have one, a big inning. Number one, uh, number one.
1: Here's big number one. Number one is um uh, it's the phrase that you say after you strike out and get really angry. Um, it's two words. The first one starting with an F. The second one starting with a B. And usually it's screamed out at, at old man softball games after there's a strikeout in a crucial time. Um, you can infer what the two words are, but y- y- right. yeah, um, is it bleep it's, bleep? It's- A couple expletives that I'm not going to say on our family friendly pod, but it's a often used baseball term that I've heard many a time before my father brawled with other 40 to 30 old dudes out on the, the, and my mom took me and she was like, Gary, you can't see this. You can't, you can't be here. They're, they're saying things you're not supposed to be saying. (laughs) Um, Then I was taken back and then given a little bit of a sequester. Um, Those are my favorite baseball terms. Uh, Packed with memories. No no phone booth swing yeah all <laughs> those I, honestly, dude, like I, I I thought about a lot of them, not enough personality. These one's are a lot more personal to me. y'all will have your own list, but go Come around, on. give your favorite one. yeah, so oh, that's a good idea too. yeah.
0: there's a few. It's all like Johnny Gomes and X stuff. I like yard sale pitch, phone booth swing, bases drunk, bridge piece,
1: can of corns good. I went through can all of those corn. except bridge piece. yeah.
0: Wow. the ones I used to use the most. I say gas them a lot, like when there's two strikes and I want them to throw a fastball, I'm like, all right, gas them. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. I say spin it a lot when there's a guy on base and there's a ground ball, I'm just like,
1: spin it. Yeah, I like that too. That's a good one.
0: I feel like the one that I heard the most growing up was like meatball.
1: Oh, for sure. That's Like,
0: good. like when you're playing Little League, your dad's just like, all right, they're going to, I'm going to throw you a meatball. Or like you're practicing with your dad in the backyard. He's like, I'm going to throw you a meatball right now. Ready? Oh, um, you know, what's another one? This is more of a saying, but uh, nothing good ever comes from a leadoff walk. My dad says that every time there's a leadoff walk. That's solid. Yeah. Is
1: that is that true?
0: Yeah. Well, you're more, it's like st- you're statistically more likely to score from a leadoff walk than you are from a leadoff double. Fun fact. It's
1: true because you get in the pitcher's head. Yep. Wow. That's kind of cool. Well, thanks for your contributions y'all. I'll, um, and thanks for, thanks for indulging me in my first segment. (laughs) Nice. Um, what I would like to
0: end on here is, I don't know. I I assume Joey has, but have you guys seen Tristan Casas's Twitter? I have notifications on now. Me too. I Me too. It. It's incredible. He, he just tossed out some great tweets there. For anyone who doesn't know, here's a few of them. Um, am I the only one that is made severely uncomfortable by hearing other people chew their food? So good bars. One. Airports gotta be delaying flights on purpose just so you go to the convenience store and spend three workdays pay on a bag of Swedish fish. That's so facts. He says oh, that like
1: he's not a major league baseball player. <laughs> they um they don't have cashiers at airports um, and when they don't have cashiers. Yes, they do. What do you mean? Not a lot of airports I've been to. They don't got cashiers anymore. How do you pay? You take it and you walk out and pretend that you didn't. I think you're just stealing, dog. Well, there's no cashiers to stop me, bro. What are they going to do? I was very
0: recently at Logan Airport and I can in Boston and I can tell you that they do in fact have people working at they the, sure do. the kiosks and such. Okay.
1: Well, I was uh,
0: Dude, his tweets are so funny. Y'all make sure you get some sun on your foreheads today. <laughs> nothing better than a good piece of watermelon. Also, nothing worse than a bad piece of watermelon. That's Dude, my Garrett, Gary, can your next can your next top ten be fruits?
1: I'm a big fruit guy, low key.
0: No, so am I, and I have a lot of Whoa. opinions that I want to share about fruit. Sure. I'll do I'll read a few more here, but take some time on your own and read some of these tweets. This is an Instagram caption right here should be they stuck making a movie i'm just trying to make moves <laughs> that's something the westford weasel would comment earlier yeah, i was about right. to he say was that a... that sounds like you bro <laughs> that's right i should have yeah out of all the cooking utensils the grimiest is definitely the pan dude's a gamer i take him on my squad any day <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know how i used to catch lizards they somehow evolved and became too fast
1: Yo, have you guys ever watched Lizard versus Snakes?
0: What is that?
1: <laughs> Everyone on the podcast, go right now to YouTube, look up Lizard versus Snakes. It's a very quick video. It is the most epic thing you're ever gonna watch your entire life. And I booked like sign that, write that down. It is so great. Lizard v snakes. Uh, I will do Garrett, that,
0: Garrett. You know what that reminds me of? A fantastic film that I was that I was forced to watch over COVID by one Garrett Jacobs Meyer, and yeah. that is Velocipastor.
1: They're <laughs> making a sequel about yeah, a, they are a, a lesbian vampire. Of course, fantastic. Of course, is it the, what's the natural? Earth what's the natural
0: sequel than that? Is it what? Is it the the Planet Earth BBC Earth? Yeah. Yeah, Planet Earth is two.
1: YouTube. It's the two minute. It's Liz versus snakes. The two minute and 16 seconds one. It is the most epic thing you're ever going to watch in your entire life. Everyone on the podcast. Listen to it. Watch it. I will anyway. Yeah,
0: that'll do it for this week's episode. I want to end on that (laughs) because that's, that's just perfect right there. Um, So we will see you. Our next episode is episode 100 big milestone for the in the dugout podcast. Um, so yeah we will see you for that one we're working on something special we'll see we're working on something good for y'all so we'll have that for you on our next episode until then go socks and uh you know do do your thing yeah